Garden Variety is supported by MIMS Financial Services in Iowa City, committed to providing strategic legacy planning to help clients reach their financial goals at all stages in life. Learn about their team and how to get started at MIMSFS.com. This is Garden Variety, a horticulture podcast from Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. I'm Charity Nebbe. Every spring for the last 30 years or so, some people in Iowa have noticed something strange happening to some of their trees. The green leaves of the tree, often oak or hackberry, become skeletal, looking torn and tattered. The condition is called tatters, and DNR forester Mark Vitosh is here to tell us what we know about it. Hello, Mark. Good morning. Thank you so much for being here. And all right, first, let's let's start with what this is. I mean, what do people see when tatters strikes their tree? That's a great question. Let's let's go way back to when Mark was in college. And when Mark was in college, we I learned about just the term leaf tatters. And back then, leaf tatters was often described as rough torn, maybe holes, kind of ratty leaves. And especially with species like maple, um, I tended to see a lot of, I tended to see a lot of uh, discussion with maples that um, they they often talked about um, some maple species being less, less tolerant to uh, to wind tatters and stuff like that. So tatters is a general term that we see with a lot of different species. But <clears throat> probably around 1995, uh, I actually worked at Iowa State University in Extension at that time. And I got 33 different counties in eastern Iowa saying, hey, we have these oak trees that look like insects have attacked them. And they just, there's just veins and there's really nothing left. And so we did a lot of looking. And at that time, we found no insects. We found no specific, you know, things that were causing that. And so over the years, um, we didn't know if it was frost damage. We didn't know if it was insects, whatever. But I started to notice, um, especially around early 2000s, that the leaves would come out, especially on white oaks, and they would look normal. And then at some point, very early when they were smaller, the edges would turn colors. And those edges would turn either a purple color or kind of a whitish-brown color. And then that tissue, about seven days later, would just fall off. And so all the intervenal tissue... Um, would actually disappear and um, it'd be gone. And so you'd have these leaves that look like insects had attacked them and, and chewed them, but you had a leaf that was really, in Illinois originally they called it bare bone syndrome because it just had veins. Right, and you, it looks and, like a skeleton. Yeah, it looks like a skeleton. And as entomologists and others looked at those edges, they really didn't see any chewing marks that would indicate an insect of any kind causing that. So starting in 1995, now if you look back in the records, um, everything talks about tatters on oaks was first noticed in the 1980s. 
but I cannot find a written record anywhere from anybody that talks about true tatters in the 1980s. So when you see the write-ups about it, we talk about that all the time, but I, I can't find, no one can find a record of an extension report or any kind of note that said tatters. So I know since 1995, we've really seen quite a bit more of this this issue out there. All right. So you had heard about tatters before you started seeing this pattern on white oak trees and on hackberry trees. Is this different? Is this something new and different from what had been happening before? It is. It doesn't look like your typical... I mean, you can get tatters on dogwoods, on maples, on ash. I mean, just about anything can get that wind torn, and oaks can do that too. But this is a much different pattern than any of the literature or anything that showed in past history of what tatters. So then they started, somebody came up with the term, and I honestly don't know who did, came up with the term oak tatters. Um, And then probably in the late 90s, early 2000s, at least in my observational study, I started seeing the same symptom on hackberry. And the the funny thing is the, the white oak seems to show it the worst. That is the one species, like in 1995 when I was working at Iowa State, that that's what everyone was talking about. But I've seen this condition on red oaks, on black oak, on swamp, on chinkapin, um, and bur oak. But white oak seems to be the one species consistently that that I see it on. So does this happen every year? Well, I can tell you from my observations, um, since 1995, I have seen this condition somewhere in Iowa every year since 1995. So you can do the, it's over 20 years. It's much over 20 years. Right. It's, it's been a, a long time. So it does happen every year. But I can also tell you that the rate at which it happens or the severity really varies from year to year. And I can tell you, uh, I know in 2017, it seemed like it was everywhere. Um, Especially, I I will tell you too, in most cases, we see it mostly in the eastern half of Iowa. uh, And that does include like east central and northeast or kind of from my experience of where we get the most observations and the most calls. But this year, I know I have one observation from Page County, which is in southwest Iowa, from one of our foresters down there. But I, I definitely have seen a difference from year to year. And, and in my district, so every year, we, the last couple of years as foresters, we report to our forest health specialist, and he sets up a database. And this year, uh, at this point, we have 37 reports of tatters. Now, there could be much more that people just aren't recording it. Out of those 37 reports, 17 are in my district. <laughs> and probably another 10 are in another person's district. And, and we have been the two that have noticed this condition in our districts for a long time. So we often record that. But there's three or four other districts that have reported. I will tell you this year, I think in my district, I've gotten more calls than I normally get. But it's not like 2017. I mean, I still have to, I don't walk in the woods and go, oh my gosh, you know, everything is tattered. In 2017, that's kind of the way it was. I haven't seen it that bad since 2017, but I do see it 
every year so far since 1995. So I mentioned this starting in the spring. Tell me about the timeline. How does it progress? So um, normally in the spring, my first reports this year were um, in on May 16th are the first reports I started. But but normally what happens is in the spring, it doesn't show up until the leaves show up. Um, from my observations, and we can talk about other issues, but there is an insect that can actually pierce trees in the bud stage or when the leaves first come out, and that can create little holes that are very similar to tatters and I think sometimes get confused with tatters. It's actually called the oak shot hole leaf miner, um, and I've seen pictures of it, and to the untrained eye, people may look at that and say, well, that's oak tatters. Well, it's not, and I think the symptoms are different, but they can be confused. So normally in the spring, those leaves come out, and usually in early May, um, something happens, and there's damage to the edge of the leaves, and usually within five to seven days, that tissue will fall off, and then we start getting reports. But it varies from year to year. Um, like this year, things leafed out a lot later than normal, and it it but once it shows up now the other thing that happens is if the defoliation so this is defoliation i mean the leaf tissue is gone so it's like an insect eating it right. and so what often happens usually 3 to 6 weeks after if that tree is really damaged it will break its secondary buds which usually don't break till later in the summer and it will put on new foliage the funny thing is that new foliage does not show tatter symptoms Interesting. at all. So we only have a couple of minutes left, <laughs> and this is a question that nobody has answered in nearly 30 years. So <laughs> what do we think is causing this? What are some of the possible causes? Okay, so the easy answer is we still don't know, and we need a lot of research. There, We've always thrown out cold injury as one possibility, um, but with it— I honestly feel that it's not frost. I see frost damage every year, and I know what frost damage looks right. like. And frost damage existed before 1995. And it did. And it, it turns the leaf tissue brown or black, and that tissue dies. And then when it, if it falls off, it doesn't create—I've watched it, it doesn't create a tatter's look. It's a different—or it kills the whole leaf. Um I think there are insects that defoliate that people confuse with— there's a lot of different caterpillars and stuff. Um, and then there's this shot hole bore that I think causes similar. And then we've also used herbicides. There has been some studies from Illinois, uh, a couple studies from Illinois, that have connected certain uh, chemicals, uh, herbicides used, especially in corn and some other ag crops, that could actually duplicate or cause that symptom. Now, my friend, Dr. Bob Hartzler from Iowa State, did a study at Iowa State, and he thinks there's a conundrum. He, he knows that they treated trees and actually were able to create tatters, but he thinks in the environment there could be multiple things going on and, and causing this condition. Does it feel like we're getting closer to an answer? I hope. I hope I'm retired before we conclusively kind of but we know with all these environmental conditions that there can be so many factors involved, and to do the research to try to pinpoint those things can take a long time. I do know we're getting closer to more research. I've 
talk to people and I know funding is getting lined up and they're trying to look at different things. So I do think we're going to continue to look at it, but I don't, I mean, it's been here for 25 plus years. It's not going away. Is it going to kill your tree if this happens to you in, in 15 seconds or less? So in most cases, I would say no. If if trees are severely damaged for multiple, multiple years, that can add stress and make them more susceptible to other factors. All right. Mark Vitosh, DNR Forester. For more gardening information and tips, please subscribe to our Garden Variety Newsletter. You can find out more at iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. Garden Variety is supported by MIMS Financial Services in Iowa City, committed to providing strategic legacy planning to help clients reach their financial goals at all stages in life. Learn about their team and how to get started at MIMSFS.com. Garden Variety is a production of Iowa Public Radio and Iowa State University Extension. It's produced by me, Aaron Style, Caitlin Troutman, and the Iowa Public Radio talk show team. For more garden goodness, please subscribe to our Garden Variety newsletter. Just go to iowapublicradio.org slash garden. I'm Charity Nebbe. See you next time. <laughs>